0: it is august 10th 2021 nxt on usa perhaps the first nxt of a new era the aftermath of what happened on friday with all the releases so much speculation over the weekend what is nxt going to be in the future where is it going what does this mean we're going to dive into all that and more talk about the show tonight talk about the future of the show we can talk about more thoughts more feelings more rampant speculation uh I'm joined, of course, by Afrikanawa and NYC uh, NYC Demon Diva, Issa, of course. And uh, yeah, let's hop into the news before we get into the show.
1: Okay, well, uh, some pretty... Big news stories going on today, uh, not the least of which uh, involves one Max Caster. Now, there was a little Mm. bit of confusion here and controversy, uh, but uh, Max Caster and the Acclaimed were pulled for the most recent episode of AEW Dark. Uh, This led to speculation and even a report by Ringside News that he was suspended for two months without pay, which uh, is being disputed, heavily disputed. And as of this writing, it has not been confirmed whether or not Max Caster has been suspended. All we know is that he has Mm. not appeared on uh, AEW programming since uh, that uh, episode of AEW Dark where he had those controversial lines uh, talking about Duke lacrosse and referencing Simone Biles that uh, seemed to be uh, the subject of a lot of internet outrage. And so things seem to be a little bit rocky with Max Castor. I know there was a report from Fightful that said that he was, uh, I guess, um, on ice uh, for the time being in terms of him and AEW. So what do you guys make of the continued situation with Max Castor and AEW, starting with you, Isa.
2: Um I I read some of the news and I read that he took all mentions of AEW from his oh, bio. Wow. I don't yes. I don't know what's going on. Like I feel like a lot of it is speculation. Um I I I personally I don't know about a suspension. I don't think it's a bad idea to take him off TV dark or anything going on for a couple of weeks until this whole issue kind of like goes away for them and then maybe start running the lines with someone before he comes out there in freestyles, you know, but I I personally thought that they were going to keep him off TV for a little while after that. Cause that wasn't a very good look for AEW.
0: Well, I heard about this last week, I think when we were on the air and it was like, Oh, you know, we talked about, we're like, you know, hip hop has a history of kind of being offensive or shock value. I didn't think it was particularly funny or clever. I went back and watched it after. And it was like, Holy shit. Like every line, first off, this was not like a great flow. This was not something really clever or unexpected. It's like every line had something offensive. Even his, their final reference to Julia with the the varsity blondes. Like this was, this was like somebody watched eight mile and was like, I can do that. And then just wrote like the shittiest offensive rap ever.
1: I feel like it was somebody watching 8 Mile and then being like, oh, you can't say that. I'm going to write 8 Mile. And that's somebody being like Tony Khan trying to write 8 Mile. Listen, I actually didn't have a problem with Max Castor's rap. I looked at it in the vein of hip-hop. And this story has two things that I hate more than almost anything in life. is One, a company capitulating to cancel culture, which I think this is a Twitter-driven okay. story. I heard very many uh, correspondence reports that people in the building didn't really seem to mind this. It got the reaction that he thought it would get. And it didn't really become a thing until afterwards when people really got on Twitter and started rallying him up. And it also features people taking hip hop lines out of context, what I think, in that Max Caster's character is just this. He's a guy who it's not going to hit a thousand uh, every single time in terms of whether or not it was good, whether or not it was uh, crossing the line, but he's always going to do this. He's just like, this really is a tame version. Even this rap was tame compared to what John Cena was doing week after week after week. And that John Cena character is one of my favorites ever. Uh, I-, I just think that uh, this Max Caster character really shouldn't be an AEW. If I'm, we've been talking about how, like, who's going to be the first person to lead. AEW, I think it should be Max Caster, honestly, well, if he can get out right now. Like, uh, this, this is a hip hop gimmick in AEW, and those two things do not AEW is the least hip hop company in wrestling right now, so I don't I know. Mean, if that's he a good I don't that's think a he should exist in this company right now, uh, but yes, I, I get it. I don't think it was his best work. I didn't have a problem with it, but it seems like he does have at least a little bit of heat, uh, for what's going on, and I think it's unfortunate actually, given how talented I think Max Caster really is in the grand scheme of things.
0: But the context though was like that there was like four couplets in this and all of them were offensive. Like each one this good. wasn't like Eminem's My Name is where it was like, okay, middle of the middle Now I'm really going to push it. Now I'm going to dial it back a little bit. Like I think the context of this from start to it just it, it just I didn't think it was very good. And I say this to somebody who just listened to the new uh uh Yum Yum's lure, the new EP by the insane clown posse the other night and <laughs> highly enjoyed it. And I think Max Caster is not very talented. So there you go. Take it for what it's worth.
1: Well, listen, send your angry tweets to no, no, listen, I get it. I, I'm not even going to get mad at people for you know being offended by it. I, I completely get it. I just don't like the culture of that. We have to get them away and that for one second, oh, my God, this guy said a hip-hop lyric. Uh, he really means it or, or the yeah. idea that they've got to punish him for this one. This is the same president who sat idly by when a 50-year-old man got his face legitimately sliced open mm-hmm. on national television. It was the first person, a gorilla, to hug Nick Gage and say, good job for slicing a man open on national television it's like where do we draw the line in terms of what's offensive and what's unacceptable because let me tell you something, would you rather hear an offensive offensive hip-hop lyric or get your face sliced open on tv i'm taking the first one i don't know about you guys
2: oh the pizza cutter every day
1: mm.
2: i love that kind of stuff
0: <laughs> 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 but it's true that oh, everyone right. has a different definition everyone has a different definition i just think it was good and I'll, I'll defend something if i think it's good i think it's or i think something is easier to defend if i think that it like has particular artistic merit, or is even enjoyable? We we're talking about all of the arts. Like we've all seen stuff before that we we feel is offensive, but sometimes a good right. joke is a good joke, a good line is a good line. I just thought with this, this was lazy. That's that's where I'm coming. But from.
2: I will say, I will say that the thing that I, I thought I didn't like it. Um, you know, the rap. It wasn't for me. I wasn't offended, but I was just like, yeah, that didn't hit with me it wasn't a dark segment and dark is supposed to be a youtube show where they're just highlighting it's almost like a weird developmental of AEW, and the fact that that got so much attention it's like wait a minute none of you guys are watching AEW dark i'm sorry but you're not look at the numbers that dark does compared to dynamite you guys saw somebody tweet the clip and then you got offended you didn't even go to youtube to watch it like if it would have not gone viral on twitter half of the people that complain about it would have not even seen it.
0: And I think that's part of it, too. We were talking about this outfit. Think about how many albums that were mediocre at best that sold a million more copies because there was a parental advisory sticker on there.
1: Of course. Right. No, absolutely. And this, was, this is a sport of outrage. I'm not for one second going to pretend like... It's one thing if you don't like it and I, I will defend anybody's right to find you. That's a matter of taste. Like you know, I'm, I'm not going right. to say it was the best in the world. Yeah. So if you didn't like it, that's one thing. But the fact that this guy needs to be removed from television because of a controversial yeah, hip-hop because of his art. like my, One of my favorite comics of all time is Dave Chappelle. This guy's got some of the best sexual assault jokes I've ever heard. And they're hilarious. He's got pedophile jokes that are hilarious because it's in his art. Not for one second do I think Dave Chappelle the famous comedian is capable of any of this stuff and that's how I consume Max Castor. so like I just don't like the idea of, of AEW just taking this company wide stance that oh we're gonna we're gonna edit Max Castor, we're gonna keep him in line no, he wondering. better not say stuff like that because it's just a lyric and if it went over your head and it wasn't good and people didn't think it was a lot of people didn't then I get that but not the cancellation of Max Caster
0: yeah I don't think he should be necessarily suspended I just think that I, I think actually if I were Tony Khan I would be like dude this is your gimmick like Push a little harder. Now you got people's attention. Show them what you can really do. Absolutely. You know? Like turn this into it. And I, again, I go the, back to the, the idea of Eminem. Look what Eminem did between his first and second record where like you really displayed his artistry. I think you like you got people's attention to shock value. Now's your time to prove that you're not just just saying these things just to get attention.
1: Right. No, absolutely. And if, it's, if, if the talent exceeds the shock, then it wouldn't maybe have been a, as big of a problem. So maybe that was uh, speaking to the fact that maybe it wasn't his best work.
0: Yes, um, bad keep gaming two dollars. Saying Alfred, he did it during fight for the fallen. Uh, the pizza cutter spot. That's right. Was that uh, during that the pizza cutter spot? Was that was fight, that fight, for, fight the for the fallen?
1: fallen or was that uh, fighter fest night too
0: Oh, I you know I, a lot of Fs,
1: a lot of
2: Fs. It was fight for the fallen. I thought so. I yeah, one
1: know. of those. Yeah, but you know. I mean, regardless of when he did it, I'm just saying this. Is, he he seems perfectly fine for this, but there's just uh, it's just weird how they move the goalposts with these stories. Um, okay, well, this isn't really a new story, but this is something that uh, Russell votes, uh, WWE insider account that gets a lot right, and. Uh, uh, tweeted out ahead of tonight's NXT show that uh, tensions were running high at the WB NXT taping. Of course, this is a news report that they came out with. But I mean, one would figure after the weekend that some of these NXT people have of 13 NXT talents being let go, that tensions would run high. And this is just a confirmation of it. And that WrestleVotes tweeted out the mood at the PC today ahead of tonight's NXT show. Whoo boy, tensions running high to say the least. Sure uh in that who boy and uh so yeah a lot of people walking on eggshells it looks like or maybe uh feeling nervous about their jobs and can you blame them glenn
0: no i mean have, have you ever worked for a company that had massive layoffs or even like a sizable layoff like the mood is tense i remember in the dot-com era like departments would get <laughs> laid off and we're going uh, what was the gossip site back in the day Ft company uh you know i won't say the full name but Eft company we go there to read the rumors about what was going on at the company where we worked at to figure out if we were next um it's tense. So I think, you know, we're going to talk about this about like, what does this really mean for the future of NXT? Obviously, Meltzer had some very, very detailed reporting where uh, he got into what he heard. Um, but regardless of that or how accurate that was, you said 13 year co workers get let go. Like, and this was on the heels of other coworkers being let like, go, oh, you know, whether on the main roster or whatnot. Like, there's got to be a sense of like, my job probably isn't safe. Certainly. You know? That's not a good environment for anyone.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially if you look at the magnitude of stars that they've cut, you know, some of the bigger stars, somebody like Bronson Reed cut really, you know, on the heels of a big push. And uh, a lot of people who they were just recently doing something with uh, in WWE and NXT are just uh, like yeah. So It does seem there is a randomness to it that it's like it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. You need to be on your P's and Q's.
2: Yeah, and I have to add, as somebody that covers and obviously enjoys the product, it was weird for me to watch it today with the news of what happened Friday still lingering in my head. Imagine for them, for the talent working there, what it yeah. must have felt like to come to work today. Because I gotta I gotta be honest, when eight o'clock hits, I was like, Okay, here we go. But I wasn't in the yeah. most animated mood to watch nxt tonight and it's because of everything going on right now so i can only imagine what they were feeling in there today
0: and uh you know let's get into some speculation and conspiracies i know we got some other news so we're, we're gonna get to that but um one side of thing say that was telling today is we did not hear word leak out that like triple h or hbk gave a big rally the troops morale boosting speech behind the scenes they didn't start it off with like a this is nxt moment or something where it was like thanking the fan you know what i mean like there's a lot of things they didn't do tonight Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting whether or well, would they like how Triple H is pretty much from my standpoint been neutered of his powers.
1: Well, like, that's Triple what H- we think, yeah. For him to go over there and be like, Come on, guys, don't worry about it. It's like, Well, yeah, what do you know? Like, you, you didn't even report him, but depending on who you believe, it doesn't look like Triple H was the man who led these cuts or whatnot. So, and even if he was, let's say he was the person who cut 13 people. Then for that guy to go there and say, we are NXT, it's like, F you, dude, you cut 13 people. Who who are we really? So I I don't think, I think this is a tough situation for Triple H to be put in, um, in terms of rallying the troops, given, you know, the nature of people being cut.
0: True. You know, I
2: think that we should just instead of being sad that this might be the end of an era we should just smile that it happened because we did have a couple of really good years with nxt and if you were there for it (laughs) that's already like (laughs) Like <laughs> Be glad it, that folks. it happened. Remember when your favorite would get called up and you thought it was such a big deal. I was there for Shakespeare's yeah. debut. Yeah. I tear rolled down my face and then look at what they did with him. So, I mean, come on. But
0: but you're right though, Alfred. It would have been a little bit like in the uh, succession with like Kendall Roy trying to go in and like reassure everybody. And then, <laughs> like two days later, he shuts it down anyhow.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. right? like, we can't trust anybody right now. It's a, And that's probably no. part of the paranoia that's going on. It's like, who do you trust? Um. You don't know who to listen to. The last thing anybody wants to hear. I mean, right before you get fired, people come up. Oh, don't worry. You're, you're the vote of confidence. That's the famous <laughs> words. That's what every NFL coach will give a quarterback a vote of confidence before they bench him. So you know, the last thing anybody wants to hear is stuff like that.
0: This is. I can't think of any other industry where people have to really learn about what's going on through just like the internet equivalent of like fanzines. I mean, yeah. yes, I know there are some real journalists that cover this, but this isn't like I'm picking up the Hollywood reporter and learning that my show was canceled. You know what I mean? Like in the grand really? scheme of things, it's not like, I mean, I mean, Al- Alfred, you actually have one of the best bylines in all of this entire business, but if you look like <laughs> Forbes ESPN, you know what I mean? But those aren't yeah. the outlets that are breaking these stories a lot of the time. Exactly. That's yeah. they're actually really
1: weird broken stories come from within like the dirt sheets and all Mm the stuff. And, you know, some of which tend to be wrong as we've seen, we might've seen with that Max Castor story there. There's all kinds of, it is like the wild West still to pro wrestling where you just, it's like a landmine or a minefield where you have to be careful of some of these stories that'll just explode in your face and not, not even be true.
0: Yeah. And I think wrestling Inc. does a, does a very good job of walking that line. I see that someone who reads reads the best. best. Yeah, absolutely. There Raj, look at me putting you over. Uh, (laughs) Send me that PayPal payment. Uh, Jackson Darkness Gaming $5 saying, anyone else feel Elias' gimmick changes because he saw the releases and hurried before Lauren Night is sent out more releases, LOL. <laughs> <I mean. sighs> I mean,
1: is, unfortunately, I've seen too many examples of this.
2: I feel weird about that because I feel like Elias, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not excited. I'm not excited about anything, but <laughs> I am. Except for Roman Reigns on Friday night. Except Roman Reigns, right. I'm intrigued by it, but the thing that bothers me a little bit is that I feel like Elias was such a crowd gimmick. And now that the crowds are back, you're going to kill the guitar and all that. Like. Why didn't you do it through the Thunderdome? Then you know what I mean. Yeah. Like as soon as the vignette came on, people were chanting "Walk with Elias," and I'm like, well, apparently, no more. So yeah, well, the
0: fans are just <laughs> contrarians. Um, I think, <laughs> right? I mean, like, oh yeah. Uh, so what else we got? What else is in the news? Uh, final story. It would have been a better transition to do
1: the NXT story, but I'll just really right. quickly do the uh, uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, there were some um, kind of scuttlebutt and rumors about his health, particularly his mental health as to why he was away, and uh, Fightful recently uh, uh, said that those were falsely reported mental health issues, and he is actually 100% healthy. He's expected to be uh, uh, able to compete late October, October 29th, but uh, no health issues for Bray Wyatt. He seems like uh, he's 100% uh, ready whenever or if he wants to come back to wrestling. Uh, By late October, he should be able to do that, so... Just put that out there, because I, I was hearing all kinds of crazy things about Bray Wyatt, both before and after the release, uh, about his health and whatnot, and none of that stuff seems to be true.
0: And that's part of what also makes this industry such a dumpster fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that it's like things just catch on, right? Like just speculation sometimes becomes fact very easily. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that. And, and combined with the Internet, like most industries have to deal
1: with that anyway, with the built in conspiracy theories and stuff like that that happen on the Internet anyway. But with yeah. wrestling, there are other forces that kind of push that into happening, it seems.
2: Yeah.
0: <sighs> well, I think uh, Bray has got some great days and performances left in him. I'm very excited to see where he goes next. Jackson Darkness Gaming two dollars. says ringside news is <laughs> one more round of cuts before 22. This is the point. Like, there's all these different sites, depending on what you read, and you never know. And I'm, I'm not discrediting anybody, but you never know what is the lens of the person reporting it and how they're doing the secondhand. And I think in wrestling, because it is such an echo chamber, so many people repeat each other's stories. There's a need, like, well, we have to add a little flavor to this, you right. know? So a lot of the times... Um, and I've, I've done this before on the show. I mean, I famously called, uh, Charlotte getting the belt before mania to be putting the triple threat with Becky and Rhonda, but just felt like that's where it was going. I didn't know anything. I was like, I could see them doing this, you know, it's like, and then people are like, yeah, that could totally happen. And then it happens. I wasn't right. I didn't know anything. It just felt like something. You right. know, And I feel I feel like there's a lot. It's very hard to separate sometimes. It really is. Years.
1: And I don't even, you know, as much as, okay, there is an element of journalism what I do. But I can consider myself more of a columnist in terms of a, sure, opinion, sure. guys. Because believe me, my DMs are wide open. I get all kinds of stuff in terms of quote-unquote stories that could be breaking news. And sometimes they end up being true. But sometimes they end up being complete hogwash. And I don't want to sit there and have to sift through all the BS because there's carniism and there's people with agendas. And maybe they do want a story out there because of a certain reason. So there is a lot. That goes on in terms
0: of wrestling. Yeah, my DMs um I get from wrestlers. Hey, can you retweet this? And occasionally um I saw something you said and it was funny. That's that's the extent of it. I get no scoop. Or can you hook me up with a blue chew code? Like that is also the
1: sweet. sometimes <laughs> that I get from interesting. wow see now that's a story, huh? Yes,
0: yeah, so, or I heard you're the guy to get ads for my podcast. Like I get things like that, but never never any scoops, never any inside word. Wait
1: a minute, who's asking for the blue chew code? Let's,
2: let's hear some yeah, there are no, no, laws have...
0: about this, Alfred. You can't <laughs> no, I'm still... Wait, drugs. if
2: you can't get it without a prescription, then technically speaking, it's not really hip. <laughs> okay, right.
0: we are not going down this road. Um
2: You brought it up.
0: Although the funniest part, like I can't, I'll, yeah, can't say anymore. Uh, but okay, so <laughs> but let's talk. And this brings us to tonight's main topic: NXT. So. I've had time to think about this. Friday, we were all blindsided by the news of all these releases. What does it mean? I tuned in tonight expecting, oh, it's a new era. It's going to go back to being a game show. Hell, they're going to replace it with a new season of Tough Enough that they just pulled out of their ass. Who knows? Yeah. It's going to be different, right? And here's the thing. Tonight, if, okay, so if you look at the cuts, and this isn't me defending WWE at all, because I do think there is truth, and I think that we can read into this. But tonight, um, okay, like Bronson was, seemed like he was poised to do something with Adam Cole, so he's not there. Uh, Bobby Fish was doing something in Diamond Mine He's not there Uh, Mercedes was injured She'd been uh, used and seemed like she had a storyline pre-injury I feel like a lot of the other talent weren't really active Uh, We were talking off the air about Jake Atlas Jake Atlas has has a huge uh, fan base I love Jake Atlas Jake Atlas I don't think was ever really given anything storyline-wise So I feel like if you look at the quality of the product we saw tonight This did not feel like a different show than last week I think whatever change is going to happen Is going to be much longer and slower And maybe not apparent three months from now, maybe not six months from now, maybe not even until a year from now where we see this difference. But tonight felt very much like the show that we've been watching with one exception. And uh, I have to disclaimer this. I was very worried <laughs> when they said that Beth Phoenix was on vacation, was on vacation as opposed to on vacation because she did tweet the NXT logo the other day. I, if Beth Phoenix is gone, I might stop watching this show. I love Beth Phoenix on commentary.
1: She's been great. And I, and I love that. I didn't know we had this uh, in your back pocket the whole time. I made so, that's this. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing.
0: I'm yeah. worried. I'm worried. I, I just think it's a weird week to be off. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely.
2: Especially during index first date. She's index number one supporter. Like, I needed her there to talk about their date. And she wasn't there. I missed her. I missed her on commentary a lot. And I hope pure speculation that she's not, you know, that she's coming back next week.
1: That's yeah. the, what I thought uh, he said when he was on commentary and I saw the first index segment, I figured, Oh, okay. So she's going to show up at some point and that's going to be the information, but I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know she was going to be off the whole show. She
0: should have showed up on their date.
1: Yeah. That's like, what I thought she was
0: going to do. That would be great. Rooting for you too. <laughs> you know, desserts on me. Um. Yeah. So she was really missed tonight. I really, really hope yeah. uh, that she is going to continue on common commentary um but okay so with that in mind though i don't know i mean so how do you feel about nxt going forward with with these changes with these cuts with with these rumors a lot of which is coming from dave Meltzer and what he's saying about no more short wrestlers nobody that can't be a main roster talent how do you feel about these supposed changes coming down next
2: Look, I personally saw um, what you said very true. I thought I thought we were watching the same show we've been covering every okay. Tuesday. I didn't feel a huge change outside of maybe the mood and not even the mood of the show, maybe the mood that I was personally taking it yeah. in, taking it in. Um I I don't I just think these rumors just sound so outrageous in my opinion, because I can see it. But we also all know that Vince supposedly loves the big tall guys, you know. So it could just be so easy to just you have a platform to just say this and just to bury the company because everybody's so unhappy with everything that do- though the cool thing now to hate everything that WWE does. So why not throw more, you know, wood in the fire? It's my opinion. You know, it's, it's just like, it's impossible nowadays with the new style of wrestling that people are getting attached to, to not hire the, the smaller guy that's super technical, you know? And, and I feel like NXT has proven, maybe Vince is not aware because he's not in charge of it, but NXT has proven that the smaller guy can work if you really put the right storyline behind them. But I'm not going to let the rumors change my point of view on NXT until I actually see these differences. I didn't see any difference tonight. I feel bad for everybody that got released. I think it's exciting times to watch other wrestling Mm -hmm. because of all the talent that's out there right now. But the show was the same overall.
0: And Alfred, let's talk about this with your outlook. Let's talk about the quality of your sources and who's feeding these scoops and rumors. Uh, We've had wrestlers on this podcast that would talk about when they would talk to, quote unquote, the dirt sheets, they would always put themselves over, sort of push an agenda that would favor them. I'm sure, depending who you talk to, at any company you've ever worked for, Depending on who you talk to there, it's either a sinking ship and you better flee right now because it's all going down in flames or it's amazing times. The boss is the best. Everything's together like everybody has their perspective on it. Part of it could also be the sources that are talking about this have a sense of what they wanted to happen isn't or the people they believed in aren't going to be pushed anymore. And maybe they're worried that their own status is diminishing. And yes, I even take that to mean Triple H or HBK.
1: Certainly. I mean, that, that can be it. Sources can be very flawed, especially, in all, you know, another example would be if a writer sees some storyline that they want to do that they think sucks. Then they'll try to drum up the story that, oh, plans are for this person to wear a cape and a mask to the ring. And then once that gets out, they're trying to sabotage the gimmick before it gets going. I mean, st- stuff like that happens all the time. and and But, you know, this does only seems like a new era just because of who's cut. But in, just like yeah. you guys, in terms of looking at this show... It did seem like the same old NXT. Um, and maybe that's because we're leading up to NXT TakeOver 36 and they just feel like they need to wrap up these storylines. So we'll see what NXT is after that. But yeah, to me, watching this show, this did not seem like the dawning of a new era. This did not seem like they're going back to what it used to be in terms of that competition show that they had. And I hope to God that's not what this becomes. But um, you know, for now it does it does seem, you know, NXT has been seeming like they've been in transition just because they have that breakout tournament. They have a lot of new talent coming in with that, and then they've got a lot of people on their way out now. But on the merits of just watching how this TV show is produced, it does not seem like the dawning of a new era.
0: But wouldn't you rather watch Adam Cole run around the ring carrying a keg to prove his uh, dexterity, (laughs) speed and prowess? (laughs) Wouldn't that enhance the show? To perhaps pair him up with Dolph Ziggler, perhaps, who could mentor him and teach him a thing or two about about this business of wrestling? Um, No, and I think that's the thing. I tuned in tonight, so ready to hate tonight, and to be like, you know what? I'm gonna stop if I'm gonna tell Raj we're gonna start covering Ring of Honor and Impact and NWA because we're gonna give love to all these other promotions that are keeping the spirit of the NXT we've loved alive. And so then I was like, this didn't feel like a slap in the face. Like so, I guess what I'm saying is I'm willing to, to ride this out and see how it happens. I'm worried. Yeah. yeah. I'm worried and I'm concerned, but I don't think the sky is falling yet.
2: Well, no, because we experience these stages of NXT all the time. I personally think NXT has felt a little bit different since going from the network into the USA network, right? Absolutely. But I do feel like we go through these stages of NXT where it's just loaded with talent and they get drained because they go to the main roster and we have to start getting to know a whole new roster Mm -hmm. again. I do feel like NXT right now is 50-50. 50% 50 people that have been there for a very, very long time and 50% of people that I know nothing about. That's what I feel in yeah. at right
0: now, and much like SNL, it should always be that. I think where you have your mm-hmm. veterans, you have your Ke your Phil Harmons, the people that will never leave the show, you know, and then uh, you've got new talent coming in all the time, and some of them last to make an impact, and some of them don't. Um, yeah. but no, I think uh, so uh, you know I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going. I'm again, concerned a little worried but the sky is not falling yet and we'll see what happens uh before the scrolls off 30 undertaker 3135 saying how do you view the claim lyrics against hit row who can do both i do not like lyrics we're talking about mental health is hit row any better i gotta be honest maybe this speaks to the talent of Hit Row. hit row was going pretty like a pretty good clip there i think that's almost the way to do it if you rap fast enough man like you're gonna i mean you could say just about anything and people aren't gonna yeah. pick up on it
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's a fair comparison to compare. They claim to Hit Row it's pretty much the same uh, type of gimmick. But I think you could do both. I, I like the edginess of a Max Caster. Uh, and I like Hit Row is still edgy. They just do it in their own way. And they do it in the confines of WWE really well. I think Hit Row is very good at not really being as offensive as they are edgy. Uh, and I think they're just very talented, too. So I, I like what both people do. And I don't think there should be one or the other. That I don't think Max Caster should be more like Hit Row. And I don't think Hit Row should be more like Max Caster. I like that they right. both bring different things to pro wrestling.
0: But Hit Row legitimately has a flow. Uh, Max Caster is like a notch above, uh, my name is Barney Rubble, and I'm here to say I love Fruity Pebbles oh, in a major on. way.
1: <laughs> no, I think Max Caster has bars. I like how Max Caster wraps. <laughs> I-, I like how he does it one at a time because he does it. He's looking for a reaction. So his isn't right. as much about the hip hop. His is equally about what he's saying and the reaction it gets. So he does it one at a time. But I'm sure he could, if he wanted to go in the
0: I, know, I know. I'm- mode. I'm being a little, a little hyperbole.
2: Uh, but no, but I think, I think yeah. bars aside, Hit Row has a better presentation. When Hit yes. Row comes out, they look like stars to where the first couple of times I saw the acclaim, it took me listening to what they were really saying to go, oh, wait, these guys are good. When they come out, they don't look like stars to where Hit Row, you stop what you're doing to watch.
0: And by the way, John Cena's delivery was on par with like the Super Bowl shuffle for much of the early run of his career.
2: You love yeah. the Super Bowl, shuffle. love I the Super the guys Bowl, guys. You shuffle. brought it
0: up. <laughs> to be a podcast, but nothing but the Super Bowl shuffle. We're gonna oh, go God. verse by verse.
2: <laughs> uh, Stellar,
0: Justin Lopez, Buck ninety nine. I expect a full reboot after Takeover thirty six. I mean, could, we kind of do yeah. that anyhow. I feel like, especially if Adam Cole's going to the main roster, that's gonna happen. Um, let me call this out though. Tonight, our NXT numbers here live keep getting bigger and bigger. We're like almost at raw numbers. We're doing better than we did on SmackDown. Like. People are interested. People are really, really or interested. Watching. What's that? Or they're not watching their show? Up they're here? not
2: watching. They don't watch, so they watch a recap to find out what happened.
0: I even with Raw, that kind of stopped though on Mondays. That it was that way for a while. And then people were like, eh. But okay, so to that point, before we dive into this though, let me just say this as well. Um, the thing that WWE needs to be aware of. Is alienating their hardcore audience because if I've learned anything in the last six months, the easiest thing to do, and oh my God, it's, it's one of the five best feelings I've ever had in my life, is to stop watching wrestling. Like on Mondays, oh my God, it feels so good. It's like Christmas and my birthday rolled into one. Uh, just every like Monday. Oh, when I see That's people great. tweeting about it, like, you know what? I'm going to watch Midnight Run tonight. Then you know what? I'm going to watch the direct to TV, another Midnight Run with Christopher McDonald replacing Robert De Niro. Then I'm going to watch <laughs> Midnight Run for Your Life, the third one, didn't know that exists, did you? Or the fourth one, Midnight Run Around. You know? And I can that do that now.
2: The yeah,
0: there are three wow. Midnight Run sequels that were TV movies in the mid 90s. Wow. Yes. I heard All of better than Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and i learned anything. I mean, Robert De Niro is good, but he's no Christopher McDonald. Uh, anyhow, but that's what WWE needs to be aware of. The competition for people that can watch Midnight Run in his direct TV movies. No, the, the fact that people could just stop watching wrestling and you have no desire to go back. And then I go on Twitter on Monday and I see what people are tweeting about Raw. And oh my God, I think, thank God I stopped watching this. This looks so dumb. I would. I would literally. I'd rather go clean out the garage that my wife's been bugging me to do for two years now than watch Monday Night Raw.
1: <laughs> Good lord! To your point, uh, WWE does say their company line is that everything is competition, which is kind of like a corporate thing to say. But they're absolutely right. Like if WWE does not deliver, there are a million things people could be watching.
0: Yeah. Bear Hudson, five this, this conversation is gonna keep going. Five dollars saying, I do believe that you have to change your lyrics based on the environment you're in. I could not rap lyrics about NWA in a white setting or stage. Yes. Well, an interesting argument. NWA had radio friendly versions of their albums. If you've ever heard them, it is weird if yours to the other ones. Two Live Crew released clean versions of their albums. They went on the Phil Donahue show and yeah. did the F shop with the changed lyrics. It was very strange on YouTube. You got You got to watch that. Uh, yeah. So I guess know your audience. But to your point, Alfred, and I guess this goes back to the argument of wrestling and heel heat. It's like, well, if you want to get people mad, go out and say something offensive.
1: That's the thing. I mean, this is what now. This might not be the best example, but New Jack and the Gangsters went to Smoky Mountain uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and that was in the height of the OJ trial. And they're like, "Shout out to my boy OJ Simpson." They went to the South and did that, and it's amazing to watch. And I just love watching. I think it's so hilarious. Uh, But it really riled people up, and you know, you know, it wasn't the best. It was great heel heat, but it wasn't the best for their health. It wasn't best for their safety. And I don't know if it drew much money. Uh, But I am a big fan of yeah heels drawing heat and Max is a fish out of water in aew which is not conducive to hip-hop and so for him to do that and maybe that is part of his heel heat but as you see there are consequences unfortunately
0: and history will how will history judge it wait and see because yes that that moment the oj moment in the historical context that is oh my god that's up there with like andy kaufman and like yes. what he was doing i mean yeah that's, that's right. an old timer. uh max caster i don't know i don't know if history will be as uh kind but we shall see. Terry Allen Jr., $3 predictions for content, WWE 2K22 at SummerSlam. We have not seen gameplay yet, have we?
2: How? They have to keep fixing it because they keep (laughs) releasing people. That's true.
1: Yeah, that's going to be tough for them.
0: Uh... Yeah,
2: I would would be like, you guys got to stop this, but we're not releasing a game. (laughs) Make your own video game, okay? We're done.
0: Right? New Day Rock 77 $2 saying y'all uh, just wondering do y'all think the clou- cl- crowd will eventually like Baron Corbin.
2: I love what he's doing right now. Yeah. That TikTok he made today, did you guys see it? Oh no, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> oh my god, going to the WWE um TikTok account. I retweeted it actually. It is so funny. He's just like being humiliated and then at the end he's like, "But with the money that I make from this TikTok and they're like, "Oh, we're not going to pay you for this." <laughs> It problems. is so funny. I think I think he's very committed to this character. Yeah, I think I think
1: the only reason that they don't like him by now is WWE still holding on to him being a heel and presenting him as a heel. Like, this is a character I think is ready to be a babyface. I think he's doing a good job of the character, and it's a sympathetic figure, but they still insist on him. You know, they're positioning him as a really major heel, like uh, as a guy that you're not supposed to cheer for, and I think it's making fans uh, a little resistant to cheer for him. But if they are ready to embrace him as a babyface, WWE that is, then the fans will follow right in step because I do think it's very entertaining.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's very interesting thinking where we're at right now. We're going to get to NXT in a moment. But thinking that this Friday, AEW Rampage starts. You're going to have another hour of wrestling competing for eyeballs each week on TV. Interesting timing. You know, like I said earlier, man, if NXT does misstep in where they're going, Ring of Honor, Impact, NWA. Impact
2: has been putting on some really good shows lately.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the thing. If you don't like the booking at one company, start watching another. You know, I'm really excited about uh, what Mickey James is doing with NWA Empower. Yeah. Uh, pay per view that's coming up later this month. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about, and and this is good. Also, if NXT is going to stop hoarding indie talent, and AEW is taking bigger swings at bigger names, um, I think that's very good for Ring of Honor, Impact, and NWA. Yeah,
1: it's good for the health of the industry because there was that once upon a time where uh, uh, WWE is locking a lot of people up and signing a lot of people to contract, uh, which is the opposite of what we're seeing now. And they had everybody on the contract. But now that they're releasing the talent back into the scene, you know, everybody always says, oh, what's you going to do in AEW? And they think it's like a two horse race. But there are a lot of people who I think would fit in in a lot of different promotions, even shout out to MLW, which is one of my favorites.
2: Yes. And even some of these like um independent wrestling shows that are being booked around the cities where we're getting these big shows. If you look at their cars, they're stacked. Yeah. It's gonna it's going to be so much fun. WrestleMania Weekend should be a fun one too, when you mm-hmm. see like these companies are going to have all of these talents and you have Forbidden Doors open where people are collaborating with each other. I think it's a great time to watch alternative wrestling at this point. And I used to be a hardcore WWE person and I've been watching everything and enjoying it. Is it perfect? No, but no com- no company's running a perfect show right now.
0: All I want is NWA to succeed enough that 20 years from now people are like, did you know Billy Corgan was in a band once? That's like, <laughs> if you could you imagine if you felt like Vince McMahon was in like a prog rock band in the 70s and then went on to become a wrestling impresario? <laughs> like, I just, I want that to happen. That's why I wanted NW.
1: That would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. Barrett
0: Hudson, five dollars. Do you think a group like Nation of Domination could exist today, or would they have to change their approach because of recent events over the summer? Well, they wouldn't be heels,
1: that's for sure. I don't think they'd be heels. I and you know what? Nation of Domination was a really good group as heels because they really got to antagonize the audience in terms, and you knew that's kind of what them like really felt inside. So I think it would be a watered down. And I think, unfortunately, it'd be like a woke version of Nation of Domination. So Ooh. I don't think the Nation of Domination as we know it, you know, it's based on the Nation of Islam, which is very militant, a very extremist. And uh, so I don't know if that would exist today on uh, national television with all these sponsors.
2: Right.
0: Remember, it was weird when the Hurt Business started last year when they were referring to them as Benjamin Lashley, MVP. People were like, is that intentional? Yeah. Put it in that order. Probably for the best it ain't go down that didn't go down that road. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Well, WWE is
0: great. Herpes is fantastic, but WWE, like, talk about a company. Vince McMahon, I trust less with issues of cultural sensitivity. I would trust Michael Scott to put on a more culturally sensitive product <laughs> than Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, that'd you know, be really um, funny. That'd be a great episode of the office, that's for sure. Michael Scott. I Williams, would trust WWE. Paula
0: Dean to put on a more culturally sensitive product than Vince McMahon. I would, would trust a... Don Imus more <laughs> oh to put on a culturally <laughs> sensitive product than Vince McMahon. I'm, done. I'm trying to think as who else got
1: canceled recently yeah, today. No, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's all I got. That's all I got off the top of my head. Um <laughs> It's Z five dollars with the NXT reboot coming. What happens to the veterans? And they called up to make way for the new young talent kept on the roster to put them over. I mean, we don't know that a reboot is happening. I mean, maybe it is, but there are some people that like if Adam Cole doesn't go to the main roster, like I don't know, man. There's only so many lifer spots, and I feel like Gargano. Yeah, he's Trump gonna end up of dressed up
2: like a waiter in a first date video package, yeah. like Johnny Gargano. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen if he's stays in NXT. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I really, like heel right. Johnny
2: Gargano. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing left for Johnny Gargano to do. So if he doesn't get called up, he's only going to go downhill from here. And, and that's sad. We're talking about the guy that put some of the better, you know, NXT matches. And now he's just wearing a fake mustache and a wig on a video package.
0: Hey, that shit worked tonight. <laughs> uh, I mean, so let's get into this Dakota Kai uh, versus Sarai. I'm always saying her name wrong, right? I feel like I've gotten in my I head. Like how to say her name. Sarai, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: they were saying so Su- Were they saying now I forgot. I think they were saying Sarai tonight.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like Sarai. they changed
2: it. I call her like three different names on my screen. I know, and I, I feel bad. And I
0: feel like I've learned the Me pronunciation too. so many times. And I just keep... I see it written, and that's how I want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> Sarai. There we go. Sarai, not Sarai, because it's got Ray. Like the, so I'll remember Ray like the Y. There we go.
2: Sarai.
0: Um. So, so
2: yeah,
0: I that off again. <laughs> she uh, already in my head. I'm like, Sir, no, Saray, S- Ray, got it. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Saray tonight. Uh, Ember Moon not cleared to compete. Dakota Kai getting a win. This is building up her championship match against Miguel Gonzalez at NXT Takeover, and they cut promos. Uh, or rather, Gonzalez cut a promo on Dakota after this match, rushing out as Kai retreated. Uh, what do you think of this match to open the show, Alfred?
1: I thought it was a very good match. I mean, I love Sar- Sarai. It's really a Sera, whatever we're going to call her. I think she's really good. Uh, Dakota took a hell of a drop kick from. Her. I don't think it was she because one. I think uh, her last match, she. I can't remember who it was, but she dropkicked kicked her right in the face and like kind of stiffed her. But uh, Dakota, I thought, did a good job taking it and making it look like she didn't. I thought they worked well together. I just, you know, this was supposed to be Sarai versus Ember Moon, and I would imagine Sarai was going to win that match, but now they kind of did a switch and Dakota Kai beat her and. I didn't think either of them needed uh, to lose tonight. Um, So I was very surprised that they put these two together. Uh, I thought the finish was going to be Raquel Gonzalez just running in there and and chasing after Dakota Kyle is going to be a non-finish. But I thought this was a good
2: match. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I thought it was an excellent match. And I do think that it was a weird booking decision because they both needed the win. So I was undefeated up until tonight, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're going to put Dakota against Raquel, you have to start building her up and giving her some credible wins. And that that makes her look like a credible contender for this title. And she she looked great tonight. So I I was happy. They have very good chemistry and I enjoyed the match.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think it's going to be a good match at TakeOver. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they've done
1: a good job with this whole feud, so I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Should we talk about the the index segments now? Uh, Sure. Dexter picking up Indy. So Gargano and LeRae, full parent mode with this, and we got this house for them to give them each their own rooms. I mean, it's just kind of crazy how they uh, far they went with this tonight. This is something that I, I almost love that on the main roster, I feel like they'll do hokey humor, but NXT sometimes takes it so much further that it becomes cool again. Yeah,
1: like a real—you were talking about Andy Kaufman earlier. It's, it's a yeah. little bit like that. Like, it's so ironic and so silly that it ends up being really funny. I just thought it was funny that they were calling him children. Like, we've done everything for these children. I know.
0: And it's like yeah. two
1: grown people. I know. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we had the, what are your intentions with Indy? Uh, we had Candace telling uh, Indy that she needs to bring protection. She point out she's in great shape. She doesn't need protection. She showed off her muscles. Uh, they went to a restaurant. Oh my God. We had the, the call. So we had the humor. We had the, f- the first date meeting the parents humor. We had the restaurant. We had the the walkie talkie humor being spied on on the date. Yeah. Like there were so many great tropes with this tonight. I absolutely loved these segments. Um, I guess the question is, Issa, where does this go from here?
2: Um, a mixed tag match? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, between Gargano and Candace and, and Dexter and Indy, I would assume. Um, I have fun. I have fun watching these video packages that were so... Absolutely ridiculous that it worked, like you said, Glenn. I was like, when I saw Johnny Gargano in that outfit, I was like, What is happening? You know, and then like <laughs> Dexter taking the cake to the face, and the whole thing was great. I really was waiting for Beth. I felt like we needed Beth Phoenix only because she's such a fan of Index. It bothered me that she wasn't there for the first day, but yeah, I, I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, no, I, I really like this. I don't really I, mean, know yeah. I, I want to see like a family dinner segment next time where he comes yeah. over almost like he's meeting the family and uh, they I'll do a whole thing. And I think that'd be a good way to lead to a mixed tag is if they had a family dinner and it turned into what, whether it's a food fight or, or somebody gets put through a table or whatnot. But I, I think I thought that these were really funny. That should be the match
0: at the family dinner. That should yeah, be a cinematic. Match. Should. <laughs> this was so good tonight. This was so well done. It was very funny. Um And I think NXT still does this really, really well. Um, I really hope they continue down this line uh, because the storyline has just been fantastic. Uh, Alfred, what did you think about Hit Row's promo against Del Fantasma?
1: I thought it was good. They didn't, you know, we didn't get too much from them. I would have liked to see more of Hip Row tonight, but, um, you know, they, they haven't really gotten out of first gear, it seems like, with this feud with legato Del Fantasma, mm-hmm. and now they're really close to NXT TakeOver 36. So, you know, I like what they had to say, and now they've disrespected them and whatnot, but I just, they, because it started off so awkwardly, I think that they're still trying to change. And then they they've had matches that didn't have a finish and whatnot, so I just feel like these two needed a lot more time together.
2: Yeah, I agree. But I did like the promo. I I really do like what they do every week. But this field, maybe it's because it's a heel-on-heel field. There's something about this field that's not clicking for me. And in addition, I just, as a fan of Legado, their Fantasma, I just feel like Hit Row needs to win this, and they can't Mm. keep taking losses. So it's just like, how much further are we going to bury these guys? Because right now, it just doesn't look too good for them, just based on their last few you know their last couple of rivalries, and now this one that I think like it would be the smart thing for hit row to win, mm-hmm. so it's like, ooh, where do you go with legato from here? there's you know what do you do with them? So maybe I'm thinking ahead, but I would assume that hit row has to win this, so yeah, what happens to legato like like a couple of months ago they were the biggest thing in in n x t
0: yeah, yeah, and I just they're one that I worry about on the main roster and how that's gonna go,
2: yeah, you have Santos Escobar calling out carrion cross like a badass and, and for a second you believe he could have beat carrion cross and now he just seems like he's so far down from that moment and that didn't seem that long ago
0: we had uh dragon off come out take the mic tonight and uh interrupted by pete dunn which set up the main event for tonight's show uh we'll talk about that in a bit uh, then we had la night squash andre chase After he's out there with Cameron Grimes, Ted DiBiase comes out there. And so, yeah, I mean, they're setting up a rematch for TakeOver 36. But the stipulation that if uh, Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase is going to be LA Knight's Butler?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one way of getting there. I love Ted DiBiase, and I think he's still capable of great promos. But in a live setting, he seems to forget his lines, and that seemed to happen a couple of times. And even toward the end of his promo, you could hear LA Knight feed him his line where he says, You're on! Uh, so poor Ted had to just, they, they make him memorize all these lines and that, you know, if you're like a six year old man and you have to memorize these lines in such short order, I don't think that's the easiest thing to do cognitively. And, uh, he seemed to struggle with that, but I still love Teddy DiBiase, the character and I like his involvement in this feud. And I like that, uh, they're now getting to you know where I think we all assume they would get to where now Cameron has a chance for
0: redemption. Yeah. Although so, it's still great Do You, see
2: him, do you guys want to see him as the butler cuz low key I I, I do. I want to see him.
0: Absolutely. No, the, 100%. I
1: think Virgil wants to see Ted DiBiase as a butler like hey how does it feel I now?
0: No, that's what they should do is that should bring Virgil in to then like manage Ted. <laughs> no, that'd be great. They need to do that. They would. Oh, that's talk about a payoff.
2: I oh, absolutely. I mean yeah. long-term <laughs> I mean, storytelling.
0: Right there. Uh, We we got a vignette for Gigi Dolan tonight, and Gigi Dolan uh, got a win over Amari Miller. Um, I'm glad to see them doing something with Gigi and giving her a little bit of a push. I hope this sticks.
1: I like her. I like Gigi a lot. Yeah. I think I think she's uh, I think she's really good. And yeah, it, it was definitely different. This is the one thing that felt new in terms of on NXT, or something that we were watching something different. Is that they're giving her more time. They're now she's with JC Jane, and uh, she had the really cool finisher that she showed too. It was like a domino stretch power bomb or whatnot. But I, I like her.
2: They're going somewhere with her and Mandy Rose right? Yes. Like that's what yeah. the promo meant with all the roses Definitely. and Mandy tweeted. I'm I'm very curious about what they're going to do with Mandy Rose in NXT. Um, and this got my attention. I'm intrigued.
0: It's got to be a battle for the women's tag titles, uh, ultimately them against Frankie leading the Robert Stone brand, right? That seems...
1: I could, I could see something like that. You know what's weird about this show? And this is watching this show in the post NXT cuts is that I'm watching Gigi Dolan. It's like, they're clearly giving her a new push and planning for her. Uh, but after all the things they did with her tonight, I was like, well, she's good for this week, you know? So hopefully that'll make her (laughs) the next week. Like at least she's going to be here for this week.
0: Man,
2: Well, I felt that way about Frankie. Like, we yeah. did we even yeah. see her tonight? And it's just like when she first showed up and she's like calling out EO and Raquel and Mercedes. And you're like, oh, it's going to be exciting. And now she's with Robert Stone. So, yeah, and with you, you have to go week by week because they're, I don't know. I feel like the old NXT had such long time storytelling, you know, and now they just do everything so fast. So, i I don't know. But you're right. For this week, she's okay.
0: <laughs> Was Mercedes the only woman that they cut? from this last batch of cuts
2: i believe so
1: yeah interesting yeah, let me think about it yeah yeah i think mercedes is the only one
0: man i mean i know beating a dead horse here but 205 live like that seems primed to become the women's show if they wanted to go that route because it seems like they've still got a fairly healthy stockpile of talent
1: yeah yeah, they, they definitely still do. And uh, we'll see when it's all said and done. And hopefully sooner rather than later, they'll be done with all these cuts. When they finally have the roster that they feel is enough people to move forward with, hopefully they do. At this point, why not take a risk? Because a women's show, I think, would do much better than what 205 Live is doing. Depending on the star power you you have on that show, I think uh, 205 Live is oversaturating the market in terms of more wrestling for the sake of wrestling. And I think a women's show, at least short term, at least initially, would you know pique somebody's interest.
0: Yeah uh it's z two dollars saying corbin is knight's lackey to make some cash
1: i mean the the connection is there
0: i'm i wish they would do more crossovers with these storylines yeah um so let's talk about this promo kyle o'reilly and adam cole facing off out there with william regal uh the undisputed finale at nxt takeover 36 it's going to be two out of three falls, and there's going to be three different stipulations in the match, which means it's going to the third fall.
2: Like For sure. 1,000%. Pretty obvious.
0: Uh, first fall, straight up, pinfall or submission, and then a street fight, and then a steel cage.
1: Yeah. Overkill. I mean, it very much. It's so funny because it's overkill. Within, this match, the fact that they're having one more match alone is overkill, but no, 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 no. We get three yes. more <laughs> Guys, so it's, uh, I thought this segment made Kyle O'Reilly look so bad. and like You would never know if you were to watch this in a fishbowl that Kyle O'Reilly is the babyface of this feud. Because, yeah. I mean, not only is Adam Cole just, you know, leaps and bounds above uh, most people in wrestling, but definitely Kyle O'Reilly in terms of how he speaks, how charismatic he is, how much the crowd is behind him. But the, they have Kyle O'Reilly pick the first stipulation. He goes, I'm going to pick a straight-up wrestling match. And it got nothing. <laughs> like, who the hell wants to see
0: that?
2: And i thought Ryan, i thought adam cole's reaction to that was priceless because i don't go look at him he was like really that's why you're gonna <laughs> pick like how lame are you <laughs> absolutely and
1: then he picks a street yeah. fight which the people are like yeah we want to see that and it's just they did such a bad job with positioning kyle riley as a baby face in this feud which uh, i mean I, I didn't think it was good on him but again i thought adam cole was really good speaking and and doing his thing in here yeah. but and then also Kyle O'Reilly said, I'm not going to disrespect William Regal by hitting us. The first thing out of his mouth, I'm not going to disrespect William Regal by fighting you. And then he initiates the fight at the end.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was a little distracted by Adam Cole's tan. He was very orange <laughs> tonight. Like It was almost like coming off. Also, because of the rumors that we've seen, they should have kept security like outside of the ring because every security member was like over six feet tall. And I could not stop looking at them compared to Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. I'm like, oh, man, this is bad. Also, it bothered me that William Regal did not yell war games and then say, I'm just kidding. Cage. I, <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Yeah, but overall, um, I love seeing Adam Cole cut that promo. It just reminds you how talented he really is, and how, you know, you should not let the guy walk away.
0: <laughs> uh, New Day Rock seventy-seven five dollars to that point. Saying can't they make the stipulation loser leaves NXT? So then it'd be fun to see a call-up. Man, I mean, I, uh, Kyle, like Kyle O'Reilly, like, what's he gonna do with Adam gone?
2: He's <laughs> gonna be a, a loser doesn't no winner doesn't get a non.
0: Compete clause 90 day
2: non-compete. Oh, cool. <laughs> Harsh. Uh, <laughs> winner fifteen days.
0: Just please don't show up on AEW this Loser,
2: loser gets six months, winner
0: gets 90 <laughs> days. <laughs> uh still just four ninety nine, the totally recycling gargana gargano coal for, yep. uh, three from takeover Toronto. It's the same match, same exact full steps and regal picking the third, which was a cage then too. Definitely. Okay, so maybe a little lazy.
1: A little bit. Yeah, that, this is like their formula. And it even maybe it's not the same exact thing, but with Gargano and Ciampa, it was kind of the same type of thing where they were kind of wrestling. And maybe they did wrestle one too many times, uh, but that is definitely the formula that they're using with these two.
0: And you need a story. You know, when I was watching the Midnight Run movies, you can't have a movie about a bounty hunter chasing down a bail skip <laughs> if the bail skip doesn't try and get away. If they don't try and get away, you don't have a movie.
1: Yeah, got to have the conflict.
0: Got to have the conflict.
1: It's like a rom-com and they have to break up at some point in the movie and then get back together.
0: Sure. First Midnight Run with De Niro and Charles Grodin, so good. Sequels? Second one has uh, Jeffrey Tambor and Kathy Moriarty as oh, a con artist couple. That was that was okay. And then it went downhill from there, steeply downhill from there. That's too bad. Ah, uh, man. Anyhow, now I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Midnight Run. Think about Joe Pantoliano. Why isn't he in more things? Everybody loves Joey Pants. Anyhow, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, so yeah, this'll be good. They're gonna get to the third fall. Two wins. I don't know. Probably Adam Cole. Adam Cole's gotta win, right? With a call up. Adam Cole doesn't leave NXT on a loss.
1: Oh, sure. Maybe. Why not? I mean, that's that's the classic wrestling thing. You gotta go out on your back. So if he if the plan is to call him up to the main roster, and if he is gonna stay with WWE, I don't see him doing so without being assured that he's going to the main roster mm. maybe he does lose because it would really help Kyle O'Reilly but I'm gonna feel like at NXT TakeOver 36 a lot of these wrestlers are gonna feel like they're wrestling for their job and they're just gonna go all out and just wrestle they I mean that's the harsh reality they're just gonna be wrestling like crazy
2: hoping that they impress the big he's like NXT TakeOver <laughs> Hunger Games <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that
0: that oh, would be, what
1: oh, be called because it doesn't have a name and it's just 36. No, it should be Hunger
0: Games.
2: Yeah. Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Um. So. Uh, okay, so uh, breakout NXT breakout tournament semifinals match. Ozzy Jones versus Trey Baxter. Ozzy Jones is a goddamn star.
1: Yes, that's what I got out of this.
0: He looks so Same. good. I think he might win this.
1: Yeah, it's him and, and Duke Hudson, I think, are going to be in the. I mean, Duke Hudson hasn't had his match yet, but I, I really do think it's going to be him and Duke Hudson. I think both guys have potential. But Odyssey, between his wrestling, which was, was very good, and even as he improves, at his state right now, I think he's, he's pretty good. But as he improves, he's going to be really good one day. Um, And his promo at the end, I thought he just so it was so likable. I think the crowd immediately took to him. He seems like a megastar.
2: You don't think he'll behave just so he gets a win over somebody that people are somewhat familiar with Um, I mean I feel like the NXT audience has seen hey so it will do more for Odyssey to beat him that's just my personal opinion but either way I think he wins the whole thing period regardless of who he's going against he's a star he was great his charisma is amazing
1: yeah, no, he's great. Yeah, I, I could see Hayes possibly he's just that, especially with Duke Hudson, they had that like backstage vignette. They've had him on commentary. It does seem like they're just kind of grooming him to really be kind of like the next Wade Barrett because that's who he really reminds me of. Just a big, thick guy who can go and could really talk. Um, but we'll see. I'd love to see Carmelo Hayes in that. In, in that. That'll that be very interesting to see that David versus Goliath matchup.
2: Yeah,
0: Stellar Justin Lopez, 499, saying Jones has it. I see why he's a Vince favorite and working main event in dark matches. I don't know if you make him win. He's basically on the main roster already.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good point. That That's another thing I thought, like, man, if Vince sees too much of this guy, he's going to be like, that guy shouldn't be on NXT. He needs to be with me, which could be a life or death for, you know, like, it's not always a good thing when, when Vince wraps your his arms around you.
0: Yeah. Um. So we went from that to Boa versus Drake Maverick. Drake taking the L here. Boa getting
2: the win. I forgot about about this match.
0: Yeah. So what are they building? What are they building, Boa and uh, Mei Ying? Towards what wow, are they building towards? Not...
1: Okay. I know because they didn't have that on that. I'm sure she maybe she's still suffering from like concussion symptoms because last time, or she, I think her ribs were bruised um, with that Raquel Gonzalez match. I don't think we've seen her since. Wasn't then.
2: she up in like Raw last night working dark matches or something like
1: that? No, she might have been. There was with a, Dakota Kai,
2: the and yeah. there was a couple of people there, so she might be better now. Um, and I don't know what they're building towards.
1: Yeah, it was really Honestly. weird because. Uh, Vic Joseph was acting off surprise. He's like, oh, now Boa is under the tutelage of Mei Ying. It's like, that's been the story for six months yeah, now. He's no been atmosphere. there
2: forever. Yeah. And <laughs> then he was like, she rose from her chair. And I'm like, <laughs> he, I think she stood up before too. It was before. weird. And it's funny because until you brought that up, now I remember it. But for a second, I even forgot that this match was on the card tonight. That's never a yeah. good sign.
0: <laughs> well, because they were really hyping this main event. And Dragonoff versus Pete Dunn tonight. Um, I didn't like Dunn getting the win, Valter coming out, attacking. I mean, I get it, right? Like it's supposed to make Dragonoff looks like he's getting something back. But I think that with Dragonoff and Valter, given that first match and all the hype behind it, like you want both these guys to look as dominant as possible. I understand if Pete Dunn, maybe his contract situation isn't resolved yet giving him a win kind of pacifies him a little bit tonight. But I don't know. It just seemed like I would have been more excited about the main event if they would have made Dragunov look more like a monster.
1: A thousand percent. And because Pete Dunne's contract is coming up, that's why he probably should have lost. Like the way the wrestling business typically works is until you resign, we're not going to have you win matches and look really hot on TV and then go to the competition. So there's a million reasons why this completely confused me. When they were cutting promos in the ring, I made like a little joke to myself, like watch them have Pete Dunne win, which I never thought would happen. And the guy who's not even on NXT TakeOver 36 uh, uh, beats a guy who you're building. This is one of your bigger matches. We've seen weeks of vignettes. And Walter is a very dominant champion, the most dominant champion in all of WWE in terms of over yeah. 600 days or something like that. So now we have to build this guy to be believable in beating him. And he can't even beat Pete Dunne. So this was a shocker. I thought this was horrible. And like now, I have no incentive. I'm, maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe he does win. But this reminds me of like how NXT is treated as like the little brother to WWE where they beat and Cross on Raw. This was that for NXT UK where it's like, yeah, you've got your NXT UK division, but this is, these are the big boys in NXT. So they had to have Pete Dunne win. It was
2: really weird.
0: Well, and was this his first match on NXT? Yes. His first yeah. match in the US and he loses.
2: It was ridiculous. Yes. And he's about to fight Walter, and I lost all interest on a match that I was actually really into going into TakeOver because, like Alfred said, if you can't, you can't even beat Pete Dunne, you have no chance against Walter then. That being said, I mean, if I didn't know about Pete Dunne's contract, then I would assume that maybe they're building Pete Dunne to be the next NXT contender, and that's why they gave him that win. But it didn't make sense, and I, I was loving... And the match was very good up until the finish. I didn't like the finish. You could have just Walter come out sooner and ended in a weird no finish. Just so nobody Mm -hmm. has to, you know, look bad.
0: Yeah. Very odd.
2: Very, Mm -hmm. very odd.
0: So very odd. Odd (laughs) end to the show. Didn't like it. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, there have been way better episodes of it. NXT's in a funk right now. You could kind of feel it. Uh, you know, to your point, E.C., you are saying it feels weird watching it. I agree, it does feel weird watching it from yeah. our end. But I think also there's just a general morass of the show that uh, it needs to come out of.
0: Well, and this yeah. is where a shakeup maybe isn't the worst thing, but it depends on who who ends up on top after things are shook up. You know what I mean? Like, who's in charge? I can understand Vince saying, "Hey, um, there maybe shouldn't be NXT lifers unless they're also coaches. Like, we right. have to figure out a way. Like, we, hey, buddy, pal, we're here to build talent. Remember that. Don't lose sight of it. Um, like, I, could, I think NXT could stand a little bit of changing, but overall, this is st- still, it's been a pretty consistent show for the most part. It's just some of this booking though, and maybe. I mean, so let's let's really go down this uh this pathway. Maybe doing a little less of this indie rific booking that they've been doing, like will help it differentiate better from AEW by maybe they don't try to compete with AEW at all.
1: A thousand percent. You know, let AEW be the Indiorific company because they're doing that really well. NXT, if it wants to be different and it doesn't want to be more of what's more popular than it right now, then it does need to take a different uh, direction. I -hmm. I just don't like the idea of associating Indiorific with smaller guys because as much as I'm partial to bigger guys, like smaller guys can be stars. Like it's professional wrestling. You can control what happens. And if somebody has charisma, some of the biggest movie stars in the world are little guys like Tom Cruise, and they make a big and they play to his strengths and whatnot. You'd never know that Tom Cruise is as short as he is. Uh, but, you know, the, the indie rhythmic thing is one thing, but the small guy is like, I think there's a whole assortment of people who could be big stars in NXT of various sizes.
2: Wait, there's
0: no way Hugh Jackman's 6'3. That's a lot. Right. <laughs> that, that's uh, some Australian measurement. Like, I that's not either. legit. <laughs> I, do, I do not believe that. Not for a second.
2: Tom Cruise. I mean, Adam is- Cole is six feet tall, so
0: that's true that's true tom cruise is five six thank you just lopez i was yes, just going that five seven in <laughs> we'll in, in uh lifts uh but no i think but this is the thing that like dragging <laughs> off man like just have him dominate like this is the debut you know
1: yeah, this, yeah. Is debut. this is a guy that you're building for a big pay-per-view match it's just academic that you have him go and beat a named guy like pete dunn Pete yeah. to, put him in so the ring
2: to take over. Just let him cut his promo and find a different main event.
1: Absolutely. There was a mystique about him because, like, I've seen uh, mm-hmm. Dragonov kind of on the mic. And he's okay, but he's not the best promo. Yeah. But I his promo tonight was – I thought it was pretty solid. I, I thought he got me interested. And I like what they've been doing behind in the backstage vignettes that he was doing with Walter. I thought they really built a yeah. mystique around this guy. And they just completely destroyed it tonight.
0: And especially because we were on such a high note after the index date. Johnny Gargano at the restaurant. I mean, come on. This could have gone for five more segments. I just want to watch this show. Forget, we don't even need wrestling. Let's just have a week without wrestling. Let's just follow everybody what they're doing at home. You know, they're reading the dirt sheets and they're like, oh my God. Speaking
2: of that, I did like the video package with Karrion Cross, and, well, mostly because of the Samoa Joe part of it. I thought that was was a very good video package. Probably the only interesting thing that they've done with this field based on what we're seeing on Monday nights from on Cross, but I really, really liked it. Just even seeing Samoa Joe getting ready to wrestle again just gets you hyped up. Yes, that was a, this is an excellent video package at Prime Time. Tar- mm-hmm. They
1: always knock these out of the park when they do those final yeah. uh, go-home buildups, and I really like this too.
0: Yeah, and, and, and next Wednesday is the go-home before TakeOver 36, and we're going to have the Little tag title titles on I the lines mm-hmm. and yeah. the Cruiserweight title. So there you go. There you go. Uh, all-time high interest in NXT tonight. Some of our best NXT numbers ever live watching the show. We all care about NXT. We all love NXT. And Vince, I swear, if you ruin this thing, I'm going to start watching Impact. And no, very few people say those words in the year 2021, <laughs> but I'm saying it.
2: Glenn Don't make him smiled. do it. Vince. Glenn, smile because it happened. Don't be sad that he's ending.
0: <laughs> Except boys to men playing in the background. So, <laughs> maybe I'll go further back. Maybe I'll we'll go the Cooley High version. Play that in the background. Do that.
2: Also, NXT yeah. needs to get out of the CWC. Even if it's for yes. a short tour, oh my God, I, I don't like this setting for them. It's also bringing the vibe. Like it doesn't pass the vibe check at all. Yeah,
1: they they definitely need a new venue. They need some, they need life. You know, the audience does as good as they can, but it's only going to be so loud and seem like such a big deal with, I mean, so few people there. hmm yeah.
0: Um. So final thoughts tonight.
1: Um, let's wait and see. I, I feel like we're in a holding pattern with NXT. Like, NXT Takeover 36 should be a fun show. I pray that it's going to be in, uh, you know, Vegas in a big venue, but um, we'll see. We'll, we'll just see. They I'm very announced I'm, it by now. Yeah. Yeah. They, they probably would have announced it by now. I'm more excited to see what happens after Takeover 36 at this point, mm-hmm. given all, all that's gone on behind the scenes.
2: You said yeah, same. Same. I agree with everything that Alfred said. And, um, when I look at TakeOver now, I think that they raised my interest in Samoa John Carrion and Krause and Dakota Kai and Raquel, but my interest on in the NXT UK title match kind of went down today based on that finish. So yeah. that's, that makes me sad because I was really looking forward to that.
0: There you go. So tomorrow night, AEW Dynamite, Friday night, SmackDown, and then for the first time ever. AEW Rampage. The three of us oh, yeah. are going to be here to talk about SmackDown and then Rampage. We're going to watch three hours of wrestling. Oh, I'm going to have flashbacks. Um, and then we're going to come on the, <laughs> the podcast and talk about it, Try and bang it out in like an hour. It's going to be good. So we're going to start an hour later Friday night. Update. Well,
2: we're going to cover schedules. two shows.
0: But we're going to cover two shows. Now, everyone be nice to each other when we do that. We tried doing this before. Two shows on Wednesday. Didn't go so hot. We're going to really make an effort on Friday let's all just get along everybody i'll just get along yeah, okay more fun on okay. that note she is at nyc demon diva that's diva with a one he is at this is nasty i'm at glenn rubenstein we'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling inc podcast take care Saving money on your outdoor project now at menards we have everything you need to
1: keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape